In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. The radio seems to be skipping, and uh, just continue to listen carefully to this broadcast. So if this skips, just keep on listening. Yesterday I got three calls about fear. They were very grateful that I talked about fear, and we're not to be afraid. First of all, I want to say faith over fear. Faith over fear. We have this crazy virus that people are so scared about. And I'm going to tell you, I had the virus. And by God's grace, I never thought of dying once. People took care of me. I had the virus, and I also had pneumonia. But I was not afraid. God graced me with great trust. So I want to tell you, the virus was hung upon the cross when Jesus died. He says, faith, have faith, trust in me. Have faith, trust in me. Do not be afraid. I am with you even until the end of time. I am not only with you, but I am in you. This is God's word to us, that he is in us, even until the end of time. Please don't be afraid today. And let me just comment on the news. Stop listening to the news. If it's making you afraid, just turn it off. It's all about faith over fear. You know, when we look at our fears, they're just little molehills compared to the mountain of God's grace. But they can really set us back. I know. I know. Because I've been afraid, too, at times. But no more. No more fear. No more fear because Jesus is faithful. Faith over fear. Just today, in the rectory, one of the women had a T-shirt on that said, Faith over fear. I said to her, I'm going to talk about that today. I made up my mind before I even saw that T-shirt. Faith over fear. And God wants you to know you don't have to be afraid today. He holds you in his hands. And he holds the future in his hands. Don't be afraid. Jesus says, take me by the hand and know that I give you peace, not fear. I give you peace, not fear. I give you peace, not fear. I'm looking at Luke 5, verse 33. Then they said to him, the Pharisees, John's disciples, like the disciples of the Pharisees, frequently fast and pray, 
but your disciples eat and drink. Jesus said to them, You cannot make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them, can you? Who's the bridegroom? The Lord Jesus Christ. Who's the bride? The church. You, who have given your life to Jesus, you're part of the bride. Even if you're a man, you're part of the bride. I'm part of the bride. Yes, wedding guests fast, cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them. The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. He'd be ascended into heaven. And then they will fast in those days. But we cannot fast while Jesus is with us. The bridegroom is with us. I want to tell you today, the bridegroom is with you. Oh yes, he is with you. And he says, do not be afraid. Trust in me. I'm going to make it all right. It's going to turn out all right. Just trust in me. He also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and sews it on an old garment. Otherwise, the new will be torn. It'll shrink. And the, and the piece from the new will not match the old. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. What's the new wine? The new wine of the Holy Spirit. What's the new wineskins? Grace. Oh, yes. Grace. Hallelujah. How we need the Holy Spirit. How we need the grace of God. Not to be afraid. Not to fear. Only know that God is in charge. God is in charge. Know that. Know that. Know that. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and it'll be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins, the new wine of the Holy Spirit into the wineskins of grace. Hallelujah. How we need that grace. You know, God gives you enough grace today to go through today. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry. Worry is useless. Just trust Jesus. Worrying is useless. Just trust Jesus. Put your faith in Him. Put your trust in Him. Know that He's going to make things come out all right. As Catherine Kuhlman often said, just as long as your faith is intact in Christ, everything is going to come out all right. Everything. No more fear. No more fear. It was a miracle when I was in the hospital that I'd never thought about dying. And I had the, f the virus plus pneumonia. It was a miracle. God kept that from me. And you know what? I'm not afraid of the virus. Jesus took the virus on the cross 2,000 years ago. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 6 of Luke. One Sabbath, while Jesus was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked some heads of grain, rubbed them in their hands, and ate them. This is a Pharisee that I'm watching. This is a Sabbath. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of presence. The bread of presence is the experience in the Old Testament. The bread of presence now is the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of presence, which is not lawful for anyone but the priests to eat. And he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Son of Man is Lord over you. The Son of Man is Lord over the virus. The Son of Man is Lord over fear. Oh, yes, it's all about Jesus. You don't have to be afraid today. Cash your cash your fear for a outpouring of grace to have faith. Cast your fear for an outpouring of grace to have faith. Oh yes, how we need that faith, that faith that tells us it's going to be all right. It's going to be all everything's going to work together for the good to those who love the Lord. I'm looking at Luke 6, verse 6. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. Now you know what's going to happen. There's going to be a healing in this synagogue. Let me tell you about the synagogue. The synagogal system was all around the world because they couldn't get to the temple at the time. So the synagogue was a place where the Word of God was expounded, read out loud. The synagogue. It was like the Word of God the f at, that we read every single day at Mass. Oh, yes. Let me continue. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught there. There was, a, there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and Pharisees watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might find an accusation against him. Even though he knew what they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come and stand here. He got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm 
on the Sabbath, to save life or to destroy life. After looking around at all of them, he said to him, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. Legalists, they didn't care about the man with the withered hand. If their ox or their sheep fell into a pit on the Sabbath, they would pick him up. Oh, yes, they are legalists. We do not want to become legalists. We want to be led by grace. We want to be led by faith. We want to be led by God. We don't want to become legalists. What do you have to do to commit a mortal sin? That's legalism. If you want to commit a mortal sin, you are not God's child. You are not God's, if you want to commit a mortal sin. Now, people fall into sin, but we are not going to walk into sin. We don't want to walk into sin, that our life is walking continually. So we can just say, Lord, I'm not going to do this today. Whatever this is, might be gossip. Everyone thinks of the sexual sins. What about gossip? I tell you, gossip, looking around at all of them, he said to him, stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored, but they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. My Lord, they should be rejoicing that they saw a miracle. Oh, yes. I was watching YouTube, and there was a Spanish man, and he was praying with people, and people would come near him. He didn't even touch them, and they would fall in the Spirit. God had given him a power that he hasn't given very many people. That once happened to me many years ago. It was at a conference uh, in Lowell, and uh, at the end of the talks, I decided to go down near the piano and pray with people. And I did. I kept praying with people. They went over in the Spirit. And this one woman came, and I never touched her, and she fell back. Her name is Kathy, and she was renewed that day. I never touched her. That's the only time that ever happened, when it happened to Kathy. And people say she's never been the same since then. She always loved the Lord, but she's never been the same since then. Now, during those days, he went out onto a mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter. Simon is always the first apostle. He becomes the bishop of Rome. Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, 
and James and John, the brothers, and Philip, Bartholomew, and Matthew, the tax collector, and Thomas, don't say the doubter, because he died a martyr. He only doubted once, but he died a martyr. Don't call Thomas a doubter. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the Zealot. A zealot was a person who hated Rome so much that they had a knife, and then they were in crowds, and there were Romans there. They would kill with the knife the Romans. That's what a zealot is. We have Matthew, the tax collector, and Simon, the zealot. <laughs> it took time for them to become brothers because they had opposite experiences. Matthew used to work for Rome. The zealot hates Romans. It took time for them to become brothers, I'm sure. Simon, who was called the zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, who became a traitor. You see, the Lord chose people after he prayed. We need to pray about things. We need to pray about things. I'm talking to myself. I knew I had to speak about fear today because I got all these calls yesterday. I knew. And God gives us the ability to preach to those experiences so that you'll have peace. Jesus said, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives this peace. Let not your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. Were it not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And we know in the Ascension, our Lord went to prepare a place for the people who surrendered to him and who loved the Father. Oh, yes. He came down with them and stood on a level place and a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, the coast of Tyre and Sidon, they had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. It's Dr. Jesus. He not only speaks the word, after he speaks the word, he has a healing session, and everyone wanted to touch him because power came from him. Oh, yes, I want to touch Jesus today in faith because power comes from him. I want to touch Jesus today. I want to take him in my hand, and I want to say, Lord, help the people who are afraid. Help the people who are scared. 
We had a snowstorm Friday. It wasn't very big. But the stores were empty of all foods. People were so afraid that they went and emptied the shelves. That's foolish. That's foolish. It's run by fear. Fear was their experience. So they emptied the shelves in the store. The Lord told me, if they ever persecute you and you can't go to the store, I'll do multiplication. Jesus said he'd do multiplication. I believe that. I have no worries about that. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all of the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. I tell you, this is the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no one like him. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no one like him. Verse 20 of chapter 6 of Luke. Then he looked up at his disciples. Blessed are the poor, or blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. I am poor, not monetarily. I am one of the Anawim, the poor and needy of God. And he calls us blessed, blessed, because we know that without God, without Jesus, we can't do anything on our own. Oh, yes. I cannot even speak on my own without the unction of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, that's real. You say, well, you probably could do it any other time, even without Jesus. No. I can't do anything without Jesus. I depend upon him. He takes me by the hand. He tells me, don't be afraid. He says, blessed are you. Blessed are you who are poor, poor in spirit, who know the absolute need of Jesus Christ. Are you one of the poor today? That's a good thing. He looked at his disciples and called them poor because the kingdom of God was for them. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now 
and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Choose faith today over fear. Trust in him today, because he will make all things new and all things good through him as we have faith over fear. Be not afraid, I go before you always. Come, follow me, and I will give you rest. The rest of God is what we need, for it is peace abundantly. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.